Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 309. Today, I want to share with you an interview that I did with one of our star clients and students of our Next Level Leadership program. She is, when I think of somebody that really embodies everything that we're teaching with Love, Serve, Grow, she is certainly one of the best examples I can think of in our community. Her name is Ryan Shedrick, and I'm really excited for you to hear this interview that Ryan and I did. You know, I went into it a lot A lot of times when I do an interview, I don't necessarily have a, a feel for uh, what we're going to talk about or the way that it goes. I like to just kind of keep things a little bit more off the cuff and authentic that way. But I have to say the timing of this conversation that she and I uh, have together could not be more perfect. And I say that for a somewhat selfish reason, because if you've been listening to this show for any period of time, you know that a big part of our message has really become this whole kind of anti-hustle culture. And you don't need me to talk about that. We've talked enough about it here on the show. But today we're going to, I think, add in a very important element of this, that Being anti-hustle doesn't mean that you don't understand the value and the importance of working hard. I think a lot of times people hear anti-hustle and they get excited because it almost like in some way it feels like, you know, we're giving them permission to not have to work hard to build a business. And and that just kind of becomes an excuse. That's not what anti-hustle is at all. If you're anti-hustle, if you're looking to break free from that hustle harder trap, if you want to slow down, if you understand the value of that. It's not because you don't want to work hard. And it doesn't mean that you won't still work hard. You will just work in a very different way. So I feel like some of you are going to be like, yes, I'm so happy he's talking about this because maybe, you know, you've seen some of your team start following us and, you know, they think it's just an excuse for them to not have to work and they can just put their feet up and coast their way to a successful business. Look, hear me clear when I say this. Anybody that tells you you can build a successful business that changes other people's lives in a significant way and not have to work hard to do that, I promise you, has never done any of those things themselves. You do have to work hard. But today I want to put forth an argument that it's the hard work is not the problem. It's the way you're working. So Ryan and I kind of dig into this, and it's a really incredibly valuable conversation. We talk about the difference between being transactional and transformational in your leadership, and she shares a really amazing experience, just her history being in this profession and how through working really hard and and almost losing her family because of it, how she knew that she needed to make a change. So I'm going to turn it over to my interview with Ryan and I'll check back with you when we're done. All right. So I've got Ryan here with me. I'm super excited to get a chance to chat with her today. Ryan, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. Yeah. So Ryan is actually a student of ours in our next level leadership program. And you, Ryan, you've been a, you've been a client of ours for how long now? I think officially two years, about two years. Okay. But you, when did you, when and how, I always just curious, when and how did you, were you first introduced to us? So right about the time I had had my year mark with my company. Somebody had told me that I needed to do personal development, like whatever that is. 
I'm like, okay, I didn't even know what podcasts were. And I typed in, I think I typed in like network marketing or something like that. And you popped up. So I was like, okay. And you had a lot of episodes. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to buckle in. And I started listening and I listened to you probably daily for six months. I mean, it was like every morning, the same time going to drop my kid off. I listened to Bob and (laughs) it completely changed my business. I mean, I remember reaching out to you and just Oh, I got on one of your, your live morning things. And I was like, I was waiting my turn in line, you know, and you're like, what's your question? I was like, I don't have a question. I just need to say thank you because my life and my business is completely different just from your podcast alone. And it I was, remember that that was on clubhouse, right? Yeah. On when yeah. clubhouse, when clubhouse I, I remember that. Yeah. That's I was funny. shaking. I was so scared to say anything. Yeah. So, so it's interesting because, you know, we were talking, chatting before a little bit and so that, you know, that your current company wasn't your first company and we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit, but it's really, to me, it's crazy to think that you had, that you never could have, like, how were you not into personal development? Like, how was that not something that was more of a, of a focus of yours? That That's crazy for here, especially somebody in this space. I know. I think it's because when you are so heavily invested in your personal development. You just assume that like everybody knows that and that like all leaders are great and all companies are, you know, wanting the best for people, but it's really not true. Like nobody had ever said, Hey, new downline, you should invest in your personal growth. Like you should be reading this book or you should do that. It just wasn't being taught to me. And I didn't know any better. You know, hmm. I was so new. I didn't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Usually it's the the reverse is the problem. People do too much personal development and they don't work enough, but that, that wasn't your problem, right? Your part of your problem was you worked, you were working too much. And so let's talk a little bit about Ryan. I'd love to kind of hear some of the things that brought you to your current company that you're in today. And, and, you know, Ryan's had a lot of success in her current company. She's doing some incredible things. But this time around, you're doing things very differently than you had done before, correct? Very differently. Yeah. Yeah. When you look back, what were some of the mistakes or things that you did in the past that now, if you had to do it all over again, you would have done differently? Oh, there's so many. But what always, when I speak about my journey, what always comes to mind is like where I was before I push the button to switch companies, which is scary in and of itself. I always joke, my best friend and I have gone through every company together. Like either it's me and she's my downline or the vice versa. And I am a person who goes off my gut and how I feel. If if it feels good and it feels right, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to figure it out on the way down. She's very statistics and numbers. And let me look at the comp plan and let me do that. And I was with a company where I was driving myself into the ground. I was suffering from anxiety, depression. My marriage was suffering and it, I couldn't talk about it then, but my husband and I talk about it now, like how just MIA I was, I was missing my kids stuff. I was working so hard, being so busy and trying to please people. And I got a lot of pressure, I think to perform 
And there was a lot of that side of stuff, but there was no personal development. I wasn't growing as a person. I was just desperately trying to keep up and do the next thing. And I look back now and I think, where's all the money from all the hard work that I did? Where was the joy in any of it? Where were the relationships with my team? None of that was there. I was just a workhorse trying to like get recognition, trying to find things that I was missing as a person, I think, through that hustle and through just trying to be everything for everybody but myself. And then I found the company I'm with now out of the blue. And it just, I just felt called. I just, something in me was like, this is where you're meant to be. You need to make that change. And it was terrifying and it was difficult and it didn't go over well with a lot of people, but I just knew I got to do something different. I'm not where I'm meant to be. And I switched and it was hard and I struggled for a year. Just, I jokingly say like, I refused to drink the Kool-Aid because I felt like that's what I had done. I had just jumped into a company and poured my heart and soul into it and like trusted everybody and trusted the process and got burned a lot. So I came in, you know, to my company now with my walls up, I was ready for somebody to do me wrong. I was ready for the other shoe to drop. I was ready to fail. And I wasn't willing to like open my heart to the industry again, quite yet. And then I found your podcast (laughs) and everything kind of changed from there. That's awesome. So Woody, I'm curious, what, what are you doing differently now? Everything. I, it started with, and I know this is a term that, you know, Bob fans know well, slowing down. I had to slow everything down because I was working without knowing why I was doing what I was doing, my intentions behind what I was doing. Like, who am I? What do I want out of this? What, what things, you know, am I going to look back at and, and be proud of myself for, you know, what impact do I want to have? I hadn't considered any of that. And I think what kind of caught me, what really put the brakes on everything was one of the first girls that I really mentored on my team came to me and she was like, I want to do this. I'm passionate about this. Can we get on a call? And I said, okay. <laughs> Cause I wasn't doing that. I wasn't investing in people. And we sat down and she looked at me and was like, I'm on maternity leave. Oh, I get choked up every time I talk about it. I'm on maternity leave and I need this to work because I don't want to be sent a video of my baby's first steps. I want to be taking the video. And it was like that moment slammed into my heart and my soul. Like, oh my gosh, this is what I do. This is the opportunity that I can provide people as a mentor. I can help her build a business to where she has the time and the freedom and the resources to stay at home with her baby. And it was like that moment hit the brakes. And I was like, I've got to reevaluate everything I'm doing. I've got to invest in myself. I've got to invest in my people. I've got to, you know, get down in the trenches and do the things with them and just love them and serve them and figure out what they need and you know, stop focusing on, you know, what rank I can get, what paycheck I can have. And my focus completely shifted to who can I help? Who can I serve? Who can I provide resources for that can, you know, change their life? And I let go of me and all my selfish things that I wanted and just focused on helping my people. And it just was that simple. Yeah. 
So I think that perfectly sums up that transition from having more of a transactional mindset, being results focused, right? That always leads us to hustling harder. That was kind of that trap that you were in before to more of that transformational point of view, which is really, it's more focused on change and growth, right? It's, it's, it's getting, it's getting clear on that greater purpose and meaning to what we do beyond just having nice things. And it doesn't mean that we still don't want to enjoy nice things, but it becomes something different for us. And what's, you know, what's interesting about this, Ryan, like you were caught in that hustle harder trap and you were, you know, you were achieving, you were financially successful, but it was at the expense of your family, of your well-being, right? And we see this so much today in this profession. It's like, it's just, this is what's promoted. This is what we have to do. It's always go faster, do more. And it was, so you changing companies became such a gift to you because it, it gave you the ability to slow down. You may not have ever had that if you had stayed in that old company because you had the pressure of maintaining and continuing to, you know, so it was almost like, I'm sure you have changing companies was for a reason. You say you felt called to it. I feel like part of, part of that calling was to create a little space for you to allow, give yourself permission to slow down and really start checking in on some of these things. Yeah. I mean, I hate to think where I would be if I was still there and it not, it's not necessarily the company. It's just where, who I was and what I was so caught up in and how little I was aware of who I was becoming and what I was doing. Who knows how long I would have just stayed in that hamster wheel. Like what horrible things could have eventually happened. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that became your opportunity to kind of reinvent yourself. But I think there's an yeah. important point. There's an, a point to be made here because you just, you said something that triggered a thought in my head is I think far too often people they don't take responsibility for themselves and their business. And so, you know, maybe they, they learn about transformational, transactional, hustling less. And they're like, well, that's what I want to do. But my upline is so transactional. My upline is so hustle, hustle, hustle. My company is this. Well, just because your upline is a certain way and your company is a certain way doesn't mean that you have to be that way. Absolutely. You are responsible for the way that you decide to run your business. I get it. It's easier if you have people around you that are thinking and feeling the way that you do. I think that's part of the reason why our Love Store Grow community is so important, but it doesn't mean it can't be done. And so I think that that's just something to be said. The other thing I'd love to talk to you about, Ryan, is, and, and you and I were chatting about this earlier, is this, some people, you know, we, we talk a lot about the anti-hustle, hustle-free success. Some people hear that as, oh, okay, I don't have to work hard and I can be successful. Yeah. Right. How do you view those two pieces together? Like not having to hustle, but still understanding that it takes hard work to build a business. Anybody that tells you you don't have to work hard to build a business, I promise you has never built a successful <laughs> business. Right. So how do you, how do you see those two pieces kind of fitting together? Yeah. I mean, I think if you were to ask anybody on my team, what's Ryan about? They were like, oh, anti-hustle. She wears her sweatshirts all the time. You know, and I'm, I am very anti-hustle in how I teach my girls. But if you ask them, do I work hard at what I do? They will say, absolutely. I'm probably working harder at what I do now than I ever have. But working harder and working hard and doing the things that I'm 
you know, passionate about does not mean that I am working longer hours, that I am busy, 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 that I feel like I have to, you know, put things out there. So people perceive me as a great leader. Oh, like she's got to be doing X, Y, Z, or she's not a good leader. Like for me, hustle is what led to me burning out to the point where I almost quit an opportunity that's changed my life because I was doing everything for everybody instead of slowing down and looking at what can I do well? Who am I and what do I have to offer? What do I need to ask somebody else to do? You know, what will actually move the needle? What will grow me as a person? And what am I just doing? Because somebody told me I should do it or some Instagram post says, oh, you got to do X, Y, Z to be successful. And learning that there's like a huge difference between running a business and working hard and just hustling and grinding and driving yourself into the ground. That's a great way to put it. You know, what I what I think of is, and, and I think you said this perfectly, it's like, what are you hustling towards? Like to me, hustle is, it's going fast, chasing some goal because somebody else told you that should be what you want without ever even taking the time to consider, is that actually the reason why you're here, right? It's like, it's not having any, it's having no clarity around the purpose of what you do and why you do it. And a good example, I think in our profession is, you know, the top rank of the compensation plan. We're all told that's the goal, right? You got to hit the top rank. I mean, why else would the compensation plan be there? So we set off. I remember I did this. I set off working towards this thing because my upline kept telling me, man, when you get to that rank, your life will be better. Everything will be made. And, 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 but I always felt so disconnected to it because there was no emotional attachment to that just arbitrary thing. And I think when you're anti-hustle and when you're, we like to say, practicing good form, we are aligning our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, not with an achievement or a business goal, with something much more significant, which is our own sense of purpose and a vision of that we have for our life that's meaningful. And yeah. it's like when you're working towards something that you've taken the time to really get clear, this is what I want my life to look like, it feels so different, right? Yeah. I think we have it backwards a lot of times. People are like... You need to hit this rank. The rank, this rank is like what it is. And we need to flip it and say, these are the people that I need to help achieve their goals. And if you can truly impact and help other people and mentor them and love them, the rank will come because the compensation plan is set up that way. If you help 10 people achieve what they want to achieve, it's like, you're making a cake and the cake comes together and like you're the little cherry on top. Like it's going to rise. You're going to be up there. It's going to happen. Instead of just like chasing like a word, a title, you're just trying to help other people achieve what they want with their life. And it's so many people have it backwards. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is important because when we have that transactional mindset and that's causing us to hustle, is just go fast and do more without any real idea of like outside of hitting a goal, why we're doing it. Yeah. The problem is when you're going fast, that comes at the expense of you really being able to develop and help people and impact them. Because when you're going fast, you're never going to really 
develop people the right way, right? It's like hustle, the, the, the byproduct of hustle is potentially a successful business, but you're not, other than your own life financially, you probably haven't changed a lot of other people's lives in a meaningful way, right? So when I hear you talking about slowing down, thinking transformationally, and really making it more about how can I really help and support other people in my journey, that changes kind of the way that you see goals because it's not just you anymore. It's not like, well, how am I going to do that? It's like, how are we going to do this together? And that changes a lot about the way that you show up in your business. Yeah. And how, how long can you do that? How long can you chase such and such rank? And then what happens when you get there if you have no understanding of why I could do what I do forever because it lights me up inside. Like, and there's new people always coming. There's a new person to help. There's something else that I'm going after. But like, if you just go after that rank and then you get it, then what, then what happens? (laughs) What happens now? So just helping other people allows you to do it and do it well and continue to do it. And the time frame stops mattering and the title stops mattering because you're just so fulfilled in what you're doing that it's like, I don't really care what rank goes behind my name. I care about how many people's lives I've impacted. Yeah, And it just all is different from there. And when you're in that space, working hard is not an issue anymore because no. you're doing something that is so fulfilling to you. And it doesn't mean it's always fun because right. growth is not always fun, but you're feeling better. And it's like, that to me is the hustle. You'll never feel really good about the everyday process. And that's why it's not sustainable. And so when we tell people to slow down and start doing some of these things, start thinking about some of these things, it's not because we just want you to go slow the rest of your business. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, let's slow down. Let's get some clarity around all these things. Let's get you feeling different. So that then we can start to have you speed up. And what you'll find is when, when you're showing up from a transformational place, you'll want to do the work, right? Absolutely. Like the working hard is not an issue anymore because you're literally loving what you do. And I think that's, that's the piece that's missing for some people. They're just looking for permission to not have to do much of anything anymore, right? But that, that's not the person that we're talking to. We're talking to the person like you that was on the path was starting to realize this isn't sustainable. This isn't what I want. I, I don't want to build a business that means I have to give up my family and they're just looking for a different and a better way. I think that's really where the power of this starts to come into play. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening and you don't wake up excited to do what you do, it's time to slow down and, and rethink why you're doing what you're doing. I wake up every day pumped because I know that I'm just helping people. And what better what better way to spend your life and build a business around just impacting other people's lives? I cannot imagine anything better than that. But if anything else is in the way, then you have to do what you have to do and nobody wants to have to do stuff. But if you want to do it every morning when you wake up, then you're on the right track. Yeah. I love the way you said that. If you're not feeling good, it's time to slow down. So true. I'd love to, you know what I want to, you know what I want us to talk about? We had Ryan and I had a we had a call. I don't know at this point it might have been six months ago or something, but she was sharing with the group about how and I forget exactly the way that you said it, but you were struggling when it came to product sales, right? Like personally, 
wasn't the conversation like you were feeling bad because you weren't leading by example in terms of you getting customers, like you were in your groove with recruiting and building a team and you were feeling so much purpose around that. Tell everybody kind of where you were at that point, because I think this is a really important example and lesson of how this stuff works. Yeah. So I always kind of was told and still told like, oh, you're, you know, such a great leader. And I was like, yeah, I'm a great leader. And then sales was something I had to do. I like, you have to at least sell something, right? To hit a rank. Like, you can't just leave people. You got to sell the product. And I love our products. But there was some disconnect for me where I wasn't, you know, other leaders would say like, you light up when you talk about your team and what you're doing with your girls. And then sales, you just, the light goes off. It's just something I had to do. And I was talking to another leader friend who said, you do realize that when you're working with your team, you're helping people. And when you're selling product, you're helping people. And it's literally the same thing. And I was like, my mind is blown because I hadn't made that connection. I was just selling product because that's just, you know, what we do. It's a business. We sell things. And when I started to really look at how can I take what I'm passionate about as a leader and become that passionate about the other side of my business and those women that I'm helping, this year has been so different because it was just such a little hustle aspect of my business where I was working harder, I was doing the things, you know, because I needed to. And I have been focusing on, and it's, you know, I've been in sales and in network marketing for 10 plus years now. So it's just become what I do. (laughs) It's just part of what I do. And I lost the fact that I have a really great story behind this and I can help people, you know, accomplish different things in their lives and I can light them up and have an impact on them just like I could have if they joined my team and I helped them build a business. And I completely had not found that connection. And when I started to move, I had to slow down and stop and look at it all and be like, wow. You know, and when you do really slow down and you reevaluate how you're approaching things, it's like the light bulb comes on. You're like, I have been saying the most annoying stuff for the last however many years. Who am I? Like, that's not me. And really evaluating what I was doing and not just pumping out content, but sitting down and saying, how can this content help somebody? What problem can I solve? What issue can I connect with somebody on? You know, for me, like my skin, how many other women out there feel terrified to even think about posting, you know, a selfie with no makeup on? You know, you got to start the makeup process with no makeup. And it used to terrify me. Like how many people could I impact on this side of my business with the struggles that I've gone through there and the product that I have to offer? And I made that connection this year. Hallelujah. Finally, (laughs) after this long. And weirdly enough, I've seen my sales go up. Who would have thought (laughs) connecting with people in that way would improve that part of my business? It's kind of, kind of wild how that worked out. And how do you feel? Do you feel differently now about what you do as a whole because of that? Yes, because for the first time, I have customers sending me messages and mm. saying, This has improved my life. This product is doing this. Oh my gosh, I love this. I feel better. I feel like a million bucks. I've never in 
10 years had a customer send me a testimonial without wow. me prompting them with like, oh, a giveaway or like, oh, can you do this for me? No, never in that long has somebody reached out to me and said, hey, this has changed my life in this small way. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. It is. Yeah. So it's what's it's interesting is so you had a you had a transformational mindset when it came to growing your team and leading your team, but you had a transactional mindset when it came to customers, right? It was something you had to do. I got to hit that number. I got to meet my minimums. I got to keep my rank. Like there's, I think, I feel like there will be a lot of people that will hear this and really relate to that. And like, to me, it's, it's not even so much like that I can help people. It's that there's a specific person out there that needs your help. That's where we become really purposeful and passionate. It's like, you know, the way that I say it is purpose comes out of you getting clarity about being able to help a specific person in a specific way, because you form an emotional connection to the message and to the actions that are involved with doing that thing. And that's what you found. And because I remember you were, you were, everything's amazing. It's great. But Mm -hmm. like you were, you were, it was like, you were beating yourself up over that. And all it took was just a little bit of intention of, okay, I'm going to apply the same thing I do here, here, and look at what it's done. Right. And it's not just numbers that have improved. That's not the biggest difference for me. It's that I have joy and I purpose on that part of my business where I didn't before. I think about helping somebody and it's like, yes, like I get that same feeling that I've never had on the sales side of my business. And I consider that success when it comes to sales. Maybe my numbers haven't skyrocketed, but my connection with my customers have the impact that I'm having with people outside of the business side of the business has. And for me, that's success. That's what's going to matter to me in the long run. Not how much I sold in whatever month and whatever year, like who cares? I'm not going to look back at that in 10 years and be like, that was my best sales year. Yeah. Go me. No, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, this person sent me this message and said, I actually feel good in the morning now because of something that you shared with me. That that's yeah. what has transformed my business. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a powerful realization for anybody that's listening to this. Like maybe you are listening to Ryan talk about how she feels about customers and you're like, that's how I feel about my whole business, right? Like I just feel like a mess, a wreck. You can change the way you feel in your business any moment you decide to when you shift your focus and your thinking. And I think that's a powerful thing to, to come to terms with. So I love, I know we're kind of, we've got about a couple minutes left here, but I, I, Ryan, I really want to have you share a little bit about, because I know that you have a, a group. I want to give you a chance to brag on some of your team because I know you've talked about it much, but I know you have a group of people that, that have joined our new program, Love, Serve, Grow. And you said something to me that I lit up when I heard, because I love hearing this, that this is the first time that a lot of them had ever really invested in themselves by joining a program. And I'm sure you probably had just a little bit to do with that. But can you talk to me a little bit about how you, what the transformation that you've seen in them in the, once they made the decision to invest in themselves and they became a part of the program? T- talk a little bit about what you're seeing because I thought it, that was really cool to hear. Absolutely. And I love bragging on my girls and they're going to get a kick out of this because I had just messaged them before. 
And I was like, yeah, and name, listen, name, name all 10, name all 10 names. <laughs> I don't care. Let's just, no, you know. <laughs> they are seriously. It's the coolest thing. And I was telling you, like, I was kind of shocked, not shocked because I believe so much in all of these girls, but seeing them really step out of their comfort zone and like take a leadership role within the team. None of these girls have a super high rank. A lot of them haven't been here for very long, but they have found this really awesome confidence by working through this program and working together. If you guys have girls in this program, get them in a chat and let that fire and all that knowledge that they're learning, let it roll around in one place because it's a really cool thing to watch them stepping up and like taking the bull by the horns, you know, like one girl, a couple of them are leading whims, you know, and they're a little nervous, but then they'll come in the chat and they're like, Oh my gosh, I learned this. And it was so cool. And, you know, I have one girl that's like, Hey, let's do an event. I'll, I'll help get it running. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. These are the women that have grown so much already that they are leading this team right alongside me. It's almost like starting Love, Serve, Grow and their first investment in themselves has given them permission to just be the leader that they are. And you don't have, I mean, you don't have to have 1500 people under you to lead within a team. And that's what I love about my team is that it's not me, it's all of them. And they're stepping into that and really just finding this joy in what they do, working through their problems together instead of letting it stop them in their tracks. They're just jumping that hurdle and going back into the program and being like, okay. And I was telling you, I laughed the other day because I went in to say something to somebody and one of the other girls jumped in and was like, uh, have you done your worksheet? Like that's a red <laughs> you need to do your worksheet. She was like, I'm gonna do it right now. And I'm like, just sitting back, oh, like, yeah, funny. look at them go. It's that's it's funny. amazing watching their lives be changed. And I would love to think it's because I share so much about my life being changed that it's like, why would you not want to jump in and invest in you and see what happens? Yeah. It, it's I love hearing that. We've had we so uh, when Ryan says wham, just by chance, any of you don't know what that is. It's a weekly accountability meeting. We've we talked a lot about that on the show, but for the first time ever, we've actually facilitated these inside of Love, Serve, Grow. So when you join, uh, we have you answer a questionnaire and we, we match you up with other different people. You don't know them, different companies, but they all have similar type businesses as you. And one of the reasons why we did that was for accountability to make sure you implement what you actually do. But to give people an opportunity to step into a leader role in a really controlled environment that they might not otherwise have had. And we give you the opportunity to actually lead and facilitate the meetings. And we give you the playbook, but I've had so many people say, thank you for pushing us to do this because I'm already starting to realize that I have some stuff inside of me that I didn't see before. And, and we're only like a couple of weeks into it. And, but that's the kind of stuff that I think is powerful. But the other thing that I'm thinking, Ryan, is this is also the perfect demonstration of transformational leadership because you challenge them to think differently, to be willing to make that investment, which is a risk, you know, it's uncertain, 
but you believed in them enough to challenge and push them to want to do that. And I think that's, there's a valuable lesson in that as well Is you know, do you care enough about people to really push and challenge them to do things that they might not want to do and that they're, that, you know, can help them grow. And I think that's a lesson there for sure. Absolutely. It's one of the things that stuck with me that you said that I heard, you know, years ago, there isn't like tough love. It's just love. And if you love somebody, you'll be honest with them. And you're not just going to like pat them on the back when they don't do what they say they want to do. You're going to say, Hey, this is what you want to do and push them further. That's, that's loving somebody that's leading somebody, not just being like, it's fine. Just keep doing the things that aren't moving any, you know, they're not growing you. Your business isn't changing. It's cool. No. Like if you really want to impact people, you have to show up and say, Hey, listen, I think this could be something that changes who you are as a leader. And then they trust you and then they do it. And then you're just like, wow, well, look at that. (laughs) Look at that growth. It's like, you just shine a light on the value that they have. You see the value that they have. But they sometimes just need somebody to like light it up and be like, hey, it doesn't matter what your rank is. You have a lot of value to bring people. So go do it. Yeah. Great way to put it. I feel like that that is the perfect note for us to to end the interview. But well, Ryan, listen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I, Megan and I had been talking. I'm like, we have to get Ryan on the podcast. And, I, <laughs> and I'll just say, I just want to say publicly, I appreciate you so much for being such an important part of our community. And I really see you're a big part of, you're leading this Love, Serve, Grow movement with us. And I'm just really grateful that you're in our world and really honored to be able to be a part of your journey. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with everybody today. Well, thank you. It's a wild full circle, you know, that yes, <laughs> now it I'm is. on your podcast and where we started was me finding your podcast. So yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, th- thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you. All right. So did I tell you, or did I tell you, I, that that was one of my favorite interviews I think I did on the podcast. And I just, you know, once again, I thought it was such a timely message given the evolution of our brand of our messaging and i think that what what really what i'm starting to realize is we just need to put in the proper perspective what being anti-hustle means but look it's all part of the journey for us and i hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode if you did i would love to hear from you shoot me a, a message on instagram tag me in your, uh, you know, take a snapshot of this episode, post it in your story, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway was. And once again, I want to just thank Ryan for taking the time out of her day to be a part of the show. So thanks so much for being here, everybody. I love and appreciate all of you. And I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care. 